you guys, it's Kilowatt. I'm on my way back to pick Braylon up from the protest today. Uh, she's with Brent. And her birthday's in two days. And he's been trying to fix up the house for a birthday party. I went downtown. I had a fuck ton of signs. I went live a few times. I didn't understand that going live would totally deplete my battery. Like, I didn't understand what that was. So... Needless to say, I ended up, like, halfway through without a phone trying to get back to my car. So that was fun. Um, And I just think that I should mention that there was some type of assumed danger, you know, just by going down there to protest. And I'd like to assure you from the protests that I've been to so far which is just some lol in this one, is that the actual Black Lives Matter protests, like the scheduled ones, um, when they have them scheduled, they're not coordinated to be violent in any way whatsoever. So the difference is what happens is they'll reconvene afterwards and those that want to stay and um, protests further are welcome to do so. And there's a lot less pushback from the cops. Um, so if you'd like to go support everybody, that would be super cool. And you won't have anything to worry about. I was getting comments from people like, Hey, when you get down there, can you get me a coach purse? And I was just like, okay, I get it. That's funny, but it's not funny because that's not what was going on. Um, And I was enlightened by a lot of different things that I experienced while I was down there. I took a lot of footage and I'm staring at a fucktard Prius looking at me. Hi, how are you? Go ahead and glance right one more time, motherfucker. I'm looking right at you now. Continue. Anyway, um, (laughs) we don't judge here. I'm not judging. I would never do that. I'm totally judging. Um, But... No, it was overwhelming and the number of of things that I heard that were just so fucked up I was like oh I want to be here every day and I have to work so there's that um I'm gonna call you guys right back I just wanted to start out with something so I could get it going because the way that I operate I'd never get it done um yeah let me call you right back okay I love you Hey you guys, it's Kilowatt. It is the morning of my daughter's eighth birthday. Um, I think I said that right. Her eighth birthday. I'm trying to be quiet because she was so cute. She woke up and she realized that I was still cleaning. <laughs> and she's not a morning person either. Like she's definitely not. And she said, Oh, are you are you still doing stuff? And I said, Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay, cool, because, like, I'm tired. And I said, oh, perfect, because that gives me extra time if you're sleepy and you want to go back to bed. She said, okay, cool, I'll, like, just wake me up when you're ready. (laughs) She's totally my kid. Anyway, um, I'm trying to recant the protest experience where I told you about um, 
being judged about going to the protest or being stereotyped, if that's a way, if that's a way to put it where they assume that if you support Black Lives Matter, you're going to go ahead and fucking break shit and steal things and call you a criminal and a, and a, like, denounce your character. And I think that it's important to note that while people are super upset about the rioting of Macy's and tiny corporations, they should they should really be super glad that we're not burning down the whole fucking town. Especially after what I heard was going on in the ice camps for the kids that are being held there. Um, the beauty of the media is that it can portray to you whatever the fuck it wants. The best part about protesting is that you get a first-hand encounter of people who've been there and have seen shit. And are there to testify. And they will fucking stand there and swear on a Bible. And you could try and kill them before they tell you the truth. And they will always say the same shit. So. The protest I went to initially was on my day off. It was on a Thursday. And they were protesting the ice corporation slash government slash entity slash ice just ice and um the most infuriating thing that i heard that really lit the fire under my ass to keep shit going was the fact that they're using a, a surface cleaner like a a cleansing agent that was meant for um, not humans, not approved by the FDA. It was it was used for countertops, and they're using it on children and people that are stuck in these camps, and they're using it a hundred times a day. They counted it. They counted it all, every fucking person in that group. And when they were able to get a line out to the others, meaning family members who they could sometimes talk to, because it is a prison, it's it's equivalent to the uh, concentration camp slash the um, when America went through the Pearl Harbor bombing. Okay, they put these Asian, Chinese, American, uh, Thai, like they put everybody in the Asian community in a fucking concentration camp, basically. That's exactly what it was. And they tried to hide it. They they tried to be like, oh, well, we don't really know who the threat is. So we're going to go ahead and just place you here in these, in these camps. And, um, they took their stores. They took, they took their businesses. They took their homes. They never allotted them any type of, uh, governmental, uh, refund. It was not a thing. Tango. This dog is such a Sagittarius. Where'd he go? Tango! Good thing he thinks I'm the alpha. <laughs> he comes running like immediately and it's so sweet. 
Um, but they took those people and they put them in these camps under the, the f- like fucking weak ass premise that they couldn't identify who the bad guys were or who the good guys were. And then they put them in these camps and they lost everything. And somehow we just skip on over that. Like, I would like to tell you that my grandpa actually, um, he rejected me because he said that I remember clear as day. He thought that I looked like I was Asian. And then he like, you know, hesitantly accepted my, my life and said, okay, well, I guess like, you know. She's not Asian, so she can be here. Fuck you, Kirk Brunton. You're dead, but I hope you hear that. And um, it's actually Ernest Kirk Brunton. And um, it hurts. It hurts to even know that. Like, I remember my mom needed a little bit of time to gather our finances so she could relocate to Oregon. Uh, the prisons in Arizona laid off and she was stuck and she asked my grandfather for help and he was in a place where he could. So he said, okay, yeah, you guys can come live here. And she sent me down there and she moved up to Oregon and she, you know, found a place of residence and got us established But I remember hearing him and my grandmother arguing and my grandmother, my step-grandmother was saying, she's not Asian, Kirk. She's not Asian. And he's like, well, she fucking looks like one of them. And I get it. Like, you've been, like, uh, subjected to war and so maybe you have, like, a supreme biased view of the world where you've been traumatized enough to the point where you're like, this is a bad person. They have slanted eyes. They're tan. Like, no. But I wish you would have recognized that I was your fucking granddaughter. And my dad died when I was little. So you were the closest thing I had to a father figure. And you failed me fucking horribly. Tango! So, that being said. Um, when they were in the camps after Pearl Harbor and Vietnam... It was it was a long time. There's a number of reasons why a lot of uh, store clerks are are Asian or Russian, but we're gonna we're gonna stick to the Asian part of that for now. I'll get to the Russian aspect later. Hi, honey. Did you come for me? Were you already inside? Did I fail you so hard? Come here. Come here. You want a treat? I got Tango a bark box. It's like a little box that you order. And he, that was on the 24th. And they said 10 days. Um, And so I'm gathering that today is like the fifth day. It's okay, baby. Come on. And so I guess I'll, while I feed him, I'll, I'll chat with you guys. Braylon turned eight today. Okay, we're inside, sorry. I, like, I feel the need to narrate, like, what the fuck I'm doing. Um, anyway, 
I bought Tango this Bark Box, and Bark Box is a really cool product. So you get more. And I know this. I'm I'm sounding like a total SoCal yuppie. I'm, I apologize, but I am kind of like I I grew up in SoCal when I lived with my grandfather. My mom is getting established. It took over a, a year, and so I was like, okay, I'm SoCal girl, and um, I grew up in. Ojai, California, and Santa Barbara, Chula Vista, San Diego. I remember walking to school three miles a day. Coming home at like the the early age of eight, at the same age as my daughter today, and hearing my grandparents arguing about me being there. And I remember sitting on their balcony and and hearing them argue about like. Elaine wasn't even my birth grandmother, but she was just there for me. Like, she was like, look, I might have dementia, but she needs someone and you're being an asshole. And he was like, you're just going to have to fucking deal with the fact that I don't want a slant eyed bitch as my granddaughter. And that I remember being in my brain for a long time. And it hurt. It hurt just as bad as it did when the first time when I was little, I was in a in a group of kids that were being watched, and it was in Arizona. And I remember the little girl came up to me. It was during a birthday party, and we were all there for the birthday party. And I was the only Native kid there. And she says to me, we don't play with niggers. And I remember thinking to myself, what does that word mean? And I said, what does that mean? And she goes, we don't play with niggers and I said okay so I'm I'm a nigger what does that mean she goes we don't play with black people I said I'm not I'm not black and she goes well we don't fucking play with you and she walks away that little girl was six years old she was younger than me and that was my first experience in Arizona, before we moved to California, one of the main fucking factors as to why we moved was the racism we incurred there. The principal that was at the Casa Grande uh, Elementary School actually got threatened by my mother. Uh, she threatened to sue him if he didn't take me out of the uh, Native Children's educational program which was me and another child because there were two of us and they they segregated us and they placed us in this special learning class which was basically like treating us like we were really dumb and didn't teach us anything different other than what we had learned in kindergarten and when my mom uh saw my homework and she asked what I was learning in school she realized they had segregated us and she was working at a local prison as a correctional nurse. And it was right before a riot broke out, actually. I remember clear as day. Uh, they used to call her Shira because she was the only nurse that could get people who were unmedicated onto their meds. She would convince them that she was Shira, the god of the warriors. And it was hilarious. Like, the way that woman played her angle was everything. So, um... You'll have to, excuse me, I'm cleaning because it's Braylon's birthday and I'm trying to wake her up with a clean house. And um, 
So she used to carry these little wrist cufflinks around and she'd say, she'd clink them together and she'd say, I am Shira and you will take your meds. And then they, they would take them and eventually they would balance out and thank her. And a riot broke out once and it was a really bad riot. Like they were taking over the whole fucking prison. Um, that, this was before they had all the technology that they had to lock the doors and shit. And so it was, like, old school where they could, like, jam the locks before they, like, closed. And my mom was so scared. And she remembered just being in a room full of prisoners thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to get raped. This is happening. I'm going to die. And they all saw her and they realized that she was the one that took care of them. And she would speak up for them, like, if the doctors didn't want to treat them properly or if the correctional officers wanted to abuse them, she would attack them and be like, why were you being hostile towards our patients like my mom was the bitch that I am when I'm at the protest like (laughs) my mom was the bitch that I am when I'm just in the streets talking to normal people and they want to start getting hateful and racist like my mom is the reason why I am the way I am so she was this younger white woman like surrounded by these inmates and they all surrounded her in a chain holding hands back to back and my mom was in the center during a riot because she fucking distinctly remembers the people that wanted to rape her couldn't get to her because they were all fucking surrounding her and that's the woman that raised me and so I remember that time very vividly (laughs) and I remember thinking wow my mom is not the bitch to fuck with like she's the woman that gains loyalty and circles of people who know no loyalty like even if it's it's a loyalty that's sort of questionable they still like adhere to the loyalty they give to her and so I learned quickly that by being kind and by giving acceptance and understanding and open Um, acceptance of the other and learning them. It's not just being accepting. It's learning and understanding and comprehending and being aware of the other that gives you that vantage point. And so my mother gave that to me. And so when I learned that, my mom was building a home for us here. And I also learned that my grandfather was incredibly racist and also a misogynist. And that was heartbreaking because he was like the only father figure I ever had. And I'm going to summarize this quickly because Tango's food is cooking and Braylon's going to wake up soon and I have to keep doing the trim. And I'll get back to you guys real fucking soon. But, um... When there is, like, an injustice done, there is something in the genetics of the women and the men and just the bloodline of our family that can't fucking stand it. We will not fucking stand it. And despite my grandfather's racism, he stood up and he did the best that he could. And I feel so strongly that if he had been born at another time without, you know, society, like, grooming him, he would have been less inclined to hate me. And we would have had a better relationship. So my dad and my daughter are born the same day. So today is not only my daughter's birthday, but my my late father's birthday. So happy birthday, dad. 
Happy birthday, Braylon. And the day that he died was the same day that my son was born. So I have a a unique connection to him. And I honor and respect that. And I don't know what it means, but I'm thankful to have it. So I'll get back to you guys later. This is Kilowatt. I love you. Bye. Hey, you guys. It's Kilowatt. I am on my way to my road relief right now. Um, I wanted to say thanks to anyone who came out to the birthday party for Braylon. It was so fun. I pulled an all-nighter to get everything done, like, with helping clean and organize and paint. Um, And Brent really, like, I guess he just sort of stepped up and, like, did everything that he wanted to do on that house. Like, he completely renovated the bathroom. Um, He even added, like, side paneling to the walls and, like, did fresh paint on the inside. Like, it looked so nice. And he got the same bounce house we had last year, which was a success. And... Uh, the girls ended up having a sleepover. I also want to apologize. I think there might have been two or three friends that replied to my text asking if they could come, and then I never got back. Um, and so I want to apologize for that. I was, um, like I said, I was working, and then I went into clean, organize, do, prepare mode, and I, I just didn't shut that off the entire day. So by the time the actual birthday party came, <laughs> came around, I was, like, delirious. I was just acting a fucking weird bitch. Like, I couldn't... I was I was so tired. I was, like, deliriously tired. And so, thanks to everyone uh, who dealt with my sleep-deprived brain and just came along and had fun and sent Braylon little birthday messages. Um, I am on my way to work right now. And... I'm thinking about going to a protest after work, but I haven't decided. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to check that in there because I don't think I I actually said thank you to anybody yesterday. So I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye.